pink whale, and that's Garage. <laughs> Well, Pinkies, we're off on another adventure. Again, today I'm actually only merely doing chores. One of the things about living out in the country is it uh, it's a pain in the neck to go and do anything simple. Um, I don't, I could, you so, I gotta go now drive for 20 minutes. <laughs> To just to do a time-sensitive thing, and if I did, if time was of not of the of the uh, essence, then I could have waited till tomorrow. But we have some very time-sensitive documents to deal with, so I got to make a special trip to town. But that's okay because it gives me an opportunity, <laughs> one, to drive this car, and let's turn a bit of an airflow on here. And also to um, deal with Dennis in Colorado Springs's car problem, which is why this is a Pink Wheel Nuts Garage episode. Because Dennis, like all good listeners, sent in a question about his car. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, I'm going to tell you about my own problems because <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> So, um, oh, see, there's a guy with a car trailer, you motherfucker. Is that my car trailer you have there, you motherfucker? Okay, so, uh, one of my tasks in life is to look after all of these cars that I own. <laughs> uh, sounds so douchey. Uh, hang on, 90 degrees, third, second gear, oh, power on, baby. Oh, we're not even warm yet. And into this other left-hander, 90 degree. I'm on kind of a backcountry road. Oh, I love the sound of that car. What are we on? 3,800 RPM. Oh, and there's somebody in front of me. Just almost hit the 70 mile an hour dinger. Oh, we just missed it. Um, so I have this electric car. You know, this BMW i3 Speedy Gonzales, as coined by uh, George in Atlanta. Uh, so Speedy Gonzales... Uh, needs a service okay it's got a recall issue it's got some air conditioning issues ka-ching ka-ching that'll be very costly um, and uh, just a minor <coughs> regular service which is all they do for a service for an electric car is check your antifreeze level and check the brake pads and they you know BMW loves to bleed the brakes BMW has come up with this great scam about you got to change your brake oil your brake fluid every two years it's just bullshit anyway <clears throat> let's not get into that you're saying why does an electric car have antifreeze there's no engine well if you want to know you can email me podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com and I'll tell you why an electric car has coolant in it <clears throat> so I gotta get this car in for service now the BMW dealer in where I live is a hundred 
kilometers away or a little more than 100 kilometers away so that is just the limit of what my car <coughs> can travel is a hundred kilometers 140 in the summertime if you don't use the air conditioning right so and here we are we're, we just survived this heat wave so air conditioning would certainly be a plus so uh, I could probably drive that car to the service center 100, 100 kilometers away um, and just barely make it or I could take a long dawdling trip and charge at one or two places on the way you know it's just a pain in the ass right take you four hours to do 100 kilometers <clears throat> I'm not really interested in that and then I have to, I'm gonna have to leave my car and it could be for who knows how long oh sure mr. driver I'm sure we can get it done within the day you can't do you can't do a recall and an air conditioning and a service and all that in a day because I know you guys so so it's gonna be there for an unknown period of time I'm estimating two days minimum maybe three uh, so then, well, let's generally BMW is quite good about giving you a loaner vehicle, and that's great. So you could get a loaner, except uh, they they allow you 30 kilometers a day, and then anything over 30 kilometers a day, you have to pay kilometer charges, and they don't tell me what the kilometer charge is because they don't know. So. Uh, that sounds iffy and I'm gonna be putting 200 minimum of 200 probably 230 kilometers on this vehicle this rented vehicle so that's uh, you know 170 kilometers minimum of uh, kilometer charges that I would have to pay for at an unknown dollar value all right so okay that's not an option and it turns out well there's no cars available for loan we all our loaners are loaned out so okay well that's not an option so then well what if I rented a car I go down there drop the drive down there in the electric car drop it off rent a car from Hertz or whatever at a minimum of $230 to $350 to rent a car for four days so I don't think I'm gonna do that uh, <clears throat> So, yeah, I'm not paying $300 for a rental car. <clears throat> um, so, the, that option's no good. <laughs> so, here's what I came up with. Because I'm brilliant, I'm going to rent a trailer for $50 a day. $50, a one-time charge. And I'm gonna trailer my electric car down there in the tow monster. Cost me forty dollars in gas, so that's ninety dollars one way. Uh, you know, like a two. I guess it's technically it's a two-way trip to get the car down to the service center. And then when they're done, I'll either I could bug, bum a ride, or you know, rent the trailer again and ferry the car back to home for another $90. That's only $180 to get this car serviced. Oh my God, what a nightmare. So that's what I did. I arranged for a trailer for $50. It ends up being $62.95 or something like that with all the other little charges. 
and uh, I was to pick my trailer up today. I was going to go into town, get the trailer today, load the truck on, load the car onto the trailer, and then zip it down there tomorrow morning. Well, I got a phone call from the trailer rental company. I'm sorry, Mr. Driver. Your trailer has not been returned by the previous renter. We're not able to give you your trailer today. So I'm screwed. So now, I, who know, I don't know what I'm gonna do because I got this appointment all lined up. It's generally, you know, you have to book a po- three weeks ahead to get your car in for service around here. It's just a bloody goofball nightmare. So that's, that's my little <laughs> traumatic situation for the day, <laughs> for today. <laughs> Oh, woe is me and my problems. So anyway, that, that's what's happening. So honestly, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get this car there. I'm trying to arrange a ride from someone who's going through town, you know. Uh, and even that is fraught with its own problems because I can get from, uh, you know, the service center back to the, the, the large town. But I live 20 kilometers out of town, too. So, uh, you know, I gotta, gotta gussy up to someone and say, "Will you give me a ride home to my house, 20 kilometers?" I don't want to do that either. But anyway, so I'm working on that's my problem of the day. That's what I'm working on currently. So at some point, I gotta get that car in for service uh, this week somehow. So there's that. <clears throat> now. Here in British Columbia, have you heard about the little town that was wiped out by a fire? Uh, the town of Lytton, uh, where the, the heat wave numbers were the most extreme. They were really high, where they were hitting 44 degrees, I think, breaking all these records back a hundred years for uh, extreme heat. Well, that little town of, of 400 residents in this tiny little town, kind of a historic town at that, just got wiped out. The whole town was completely wiped out by fire. Um, And it looks like the the train that runs through town caused the fire. Trains, you know, from my experience with the fire department, those bloody trains are always causing fires all the time. Trains, you know, and they get, you know, I don't know what happens, like the, the train wheels they seize up and then they, you know, they get hot, the bearings fail in them. Uh, the bearing gets so hot that the, 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 the metals melt and then they seize or they throw off shards of heated metal into the hot, dry grass beside the railways, the railway lines, and they spark these fires. We're, we're constantly responding to grass fires from caused by the trains in the summertime with from the fire department so someone has video of this train going through town but it was on fire and and that this is town caught fire and within 10 minutes the entire town was engulfed in in flames so these poor people uh, are all out of their homes very it's very tragic it's, it's, it's quite quite sad <clears throat> So, uh, 
we've got uh, traffic. There's all kinds of construction on this road that I'm on here. Uh, so we're now stopped dead on the highway. Or is it someone's turning left on the highway? That's probably what's happening. Um, so, um, there's a lot of smoke. So, we survived this, this kind of heat wave that we had. Today is a very lovely day. It's 22 degrees, uh, 75 Fahrenheit. Um, and it's nice and cool. Uh, but the reason it's cool is because of all of the smoke from the fire. And there's more than one fire in British Columbia right now. Um, this uh, Lytton Town fire is now 75 hectares. That is 75 square kilometers is how big this fire is. A kilometer is 0.6 of a mile. So whatever 75, 76 times 0.6 is, that's how many square miles... Although I'm not sure if square miles converts to square kilometers the same way. Who knows? Anyway, you get the idea. Uh, 75 kilometers is uh, 40, 45 miles. So 45 mile square on fire. Uh, so that is what, that's the smoke we're dealing with here now in my little tiny town. Uh, but it is, uh, it makes for much more temperate <laughs> uh, <laughs> weather conditions. <laughs> wow, we are back to all the way up here. There's uh, some serious situation going on or something. Well, even better. So there's even more delays for me to deal with my electric car <laughs> and my time-sensitive documentation. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, that's the way it goes. I, mean, I don't know why you're speeding up so much. We're just going to dawdle along here on the highway. So, let's, so that's, there's, that's what's going on in my life at the moment. Um, you, you know what else? So one more thing, and then I'll get to Dennis's car. <laughs> one more thing. I just got this new house right in April. And I've, I've been meaning, I, I really wanted to clean the house like from top to bottom, like super serious, good deep clean. And finally, I've been wanting to do the kitchen for the longest time and I've been putting it off or something else comes up. You know, who wants to clean, right? Nobody wants to clean. So anyway, yesterday I finally got to my kitchen because the old, you know, there's the old owner, they did, they left the house clean, I can, you know, air quotes clean, um, but, uh, you know, not to the extent that would meet the Fade driver's <laughs> stringent requirements. So, um, I've been wanting to clean this kitchen because there's, you know, food splatters, a little bit on the food splatters on the walls and my cabinets are white and there's this white uh, subway tile style of subway tiles as the backsplash on the entire kitchen so it shows up pretty easily these little splashes and dots and stuff so I finally got my kitchen half clean I was able to do all the upper cabinets and the backsplash my next task is to do the the fridge and the uh, I did clean the fridge out because you know it's well 
It was National Vacuum Your Fridge Day at the beginning of the year, but uh, I just vacuumed that fridge out, you know, about a month after we moved in. So I observed National Vacuum Your Fridge Day a little later than a lot of people did. Uh, But I just had to get that fridge clean. But I got to get the exterior of the fridge clean. And then there's the odd cobweb, you know, I got to get the cobwebs. There's a cobweb here and there I'd like to deal with. You know, and you gotta get your cobweb mop out. And you know, the thing with the extender, the long extending wand type of a thing. So, uh, so anyway, I'm feeling, I'm finally feeling, oh, I got this kitchen started. I was gonna work on it today, but then this situation came up. So, all right, uh, let's talk about Dennis in Colorado Springs and his 2012 Toyota Corolla. Folks, if you want a good car, you you should buy a Toyota Corolla. It doesn't matter what year, any year of Toyota Corolla that you can get your hands on is like super cheap car, super reliable, extremely simple to work on, except in Dennis's case, and uh, just a, like a really good car. Uh, if you just need a car to go from point A to point B. Um, so really strongly recommend this car. There were they sold huge numbers in uh, in the world of these Toyota Corollas. So Dennis has a 2012, and he's been experiencing some problems with the door locks, the old door lock problem. His door locks are not working when he clicks his button. Beep beep, you know the the key fob. Uh, they started to become the one door wouldn't work and then all of the doors stopped working all in the same day so uh, Dennis has taken his car into a service center and uh, has tried to deal with the problem but so it's a little unclear to me Dennis whether this problem is resolved and everything is working correctly because you did pay a good good considerable amount of money for this repair Um, but I do have some thoughts if it's not resolved I think I know what your problem is so what happened for Dennis is that he had the computer module, the computer control module changed out I'm just letting a car jump in on me here on this uh, long line of traffic. You're welcome. Everybody's waving in the car saying thank you. <clears throat> Because um, we have like two miles of traffic lined up on our, you know, uh, 60 mile an hour highway here as we come into town. We're still about 10, uh, six miles from town, 10 kilometers from town. So something's going on. I know there is construction on this road. Anyway, back to Dennis's problem. Um, so Dennis had a an after, what I believe is an aftermarket a uh, remote starter installed in his Toyota. So this would be the device that you click on the button on your key fob or a different key fob and the car will start automatically by itself. And these are generally used in the wintertime when it's super cold. He does live in Colorado. It'll be very cold and snowy there. And it's probably fairly hot there in the summertime as well. Um, so, you know, you set up your air conditioning or you set up your heat, depending on, 
whatever the temperature is and you turn the car on and then the car runs and gets warm and uh, your air conditioning runs or your heater runs and and then you jump run out of your house and you jump in your car and you don't have to suffer the extreme temperatures uh, in the environment Uh, so this is an aftermarket device that he had installed and I'm going to assume when he didn't actually Dennis didn't specify whether this device is still working or not um, but the problem was with the electric door locks not activating when he presses the button and so he did determine that the door locks do actually work because they function automatically when he drives away you know you get up to 10 miles an hour and click click the doors automatically lock or whatever so that function is working so it's not likely to be the system that controls the door locks Uh, but he did replace he had the service company replace the body control module for his car which would be the module that probably controls the door locks um, to help resolve this problem now I do not actually know if it's been successful and if it's not successful Dennis I believe the problem is rooted in your aftermarket remote starter unless you have these things in, uh, installed by a professional who all they do is install electric remote starters then the problem is probably with the remote starter and I would say if you're not enjoying the satisfaction of properly functioning door locks it, it I would say next time instead of replacing the body control module I think you need to remove that automatic starter and uh, that remote starter because more than likely it's the remote starter uh, or the the incorrect installation of the remote starter that has created this problem and the other thing is you need to be careful about the quality you know of the device that you purchased is was it really really cheap or was it a good uh, expensive one because uh, these are the types of things you know these some of these things are so cheap and easy to install but they create so many problems uh, going forward because they're of poor quality and the other thing is it could have been installed incorrectly as well or whatever happened during the installation you know these guys they splice wires into these systems they they install a module that fools the car into thinking that there's uh, you know that the that it's safe to actually engage the starter and and the engine and the ignition so some of these devices can be kind of sketchy and I would actually discourage anybody from installing an aftermarket starter, a remote starter, because uh, you know you can get into all these kinds of problems like Dennis is having now. Um, so Dennis, my questions are: Are the door locks working now? If yes, then good, you did the right thing by by installing a new body control module. If they are not. And does the starter the remote starter function is it functioning properly if it is then good you're lucky and I would say if the starter uh, or sorry if the door locks begin to not function again in the future 
my first reaction would be to remove that automatic remote starter, Dennis. All right. Uh, that is it for me. There's a train going by right now. And you hear that train? See if there's going to be any fire rolling behind them. <laughs> uh I am the Faye Driver now. I'm going to be on the But First podcast about the Big Brother show uh, with Adam Burns and Big Fatty and a whole host of other hosts, co-hosts. And our first episode will be out sometime after July the 12th because that's when we're recording. Big Brother starts on July the 7th. So uh, Sam in the Hinterlands and me and Chris from New Jersey, from Tennessee, from... New Jersey from Tennessee is going to be on there, and Archer from Archer Radio. So uh, I'm sorry if I missed anybody. Um, uh, you can listen to the But First podcast at by going to ButFirstPodcast.com, um, and uh, you can hear all about the new season of Big Brother, Big Brother 23, I believe it is. In the meantime, I am the Faye Driver. Uh, thanks for listening. This show is part of the Pink Pink Wheelnuts. <laughs> this show is part of the Pride Forty Eight Podcasting Network, where you can find LGBT and LGBTQ friendly podcasts at pride48.com. You can email me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. And thank you for listening. <laughs>